guys, and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world, sometimes with a little help from friends. And I finally got one of my friends on the show, which I'm very excited about. Um, we worked together for several, several years hosting together. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ken Irons, how are you tonight? I am good. I am tired from the gym, but I am good. I went to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> manly stuff (laughs) oh yeah very manly manly (laughs) oh i was gonna say that's what people associate with me yes exactly (laughs) ken irons and i think man (laughs) (laughs) why don't you introduce yourself to the masses hi my name is ken irons i am a uh software support team lead i'm a photographer i am a celebrity handler and security member and uh, I like long walks on the beach and traveling. So. <laughs> Somehow you've made this your match.com video. And... Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. recently single. Hi. Nice to meet you. Good Lord. I feel like I've made a mistake. <laughs> it's like that instant regret a minute into recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We just run with it, right? This it's is our post-editing. Rel- this is our relationship. This is what this yeah. relationship is, honestly. Uh, like I said before, Ken and I have worked a million years together um, at a convention wow. in New Hampshire. God, when I like that we're aging ourselves at the same time. You know, like, you're, it, you're still younger than I am. So I know, but like, but we're still aging ourselves. When we're like, hey, remember 10 years ago, we were still adults? <laughs> and uh, I mean, like adults as we can be, but we yeah, were still like of adult drinking age. And people are like, 10 years ago, I was like five. And it's like, I need you to stop talking. Yeah, like you need to just not be in the same room as me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, like, was it third year of that convention that we started working together? Yeah, like- yeah, it was third year because uh, I think they said you needed a co-host for like an event, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't the main event. It was something else, and I don't I think it was like a game show or something. But right. they were just like, yeah, and this is who you're working with, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm familiar, and uh, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, so you just need to do this cosplay. And at the time, I was very like off and on with cosplay, so I'm like, yeah, I've got that and uh yeah it just went from there and like you you actually you kind of like took me under your wing and you're like so this is what we're gonna do this is kind of like the skits we're gonna run through at certain points and you kind of like really took the lead on that and it was cool because i i actually learned a lot of like hosting like my hosting stuff from your lead so oh boy stop no no it's true i mean like i knew nothing i was just a guy who talked into a microphone and could do like an announcer voice like at the time i was doing um what game was it uh i was casting for league of legends and Mm -hmm. uh so like you know 90 percent of what i did was very quickly like this and it was super exciting for everyone and so that made me great at like game show hosting but when it came to bringing a personality to life uh and kind of like blending like D D with cosplay with live audience i was like (laughs) what like i was like okay yeah i can totally go down with it but you were just so cool and you're like nah don't worry about it and i think i think our first year was the the jegan and lupin thing i think it was because you it was you me and joe yes Um, and it made it so much easier because jegan is just such a stoic character mm -hmm. so i just had to play it cool the entire time and i was like i can do this like you know you're the quick-witted one and i just have to be annoyed (laughs) <laughs> and like that's easy like that's a hundred percent i can play along with this and it just made it really easy and it kind of like showed me the ropes which was cool yeah i mean like i said like my biggest rule of hosting like whenever i'm hosting an event is just like you just gotta go with it like yeah everybody goes that's in there what and i like, learned yeah like there's gotta be a plan there's gotta be this we have to be on time it's like nah you need to like the first rule of hosting an event is you gotta have fun you gotta go yeah. with it things are gonna run over a little bit you have to accept it like it's just let it go man like elsa had it right just let it go (laughs) my favorite part was when you're like yeah we're gonna do like these things throughout and i was like okay when you're like yeah and i'm like what (laughs) that's my response yeah (laughs) yeah and i was just like okay cool and then you're like yeah yeah, don't worry about it and i'm like no no but i'm worried about it you're like no no don't worry about it and i'm like you're gonna like this is gonna fail and then it ended up being amazing and like you know and then i got more hosting duties past that point and i was like oh okay well then all right yeah so yeah we're just standing backstage and i just look at you and go now and we walk on stage you're like wait what (laughs) 
Yeah, 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 hundred percent. It was just like I was just following your lead. I was the puppy, and I was okay with it because I, you know, I knew nothing at that time. Oh, I was a very my, first person. You were my so, favorite like, puppy, Ken. Aww. Aww. That's, yeah, that's that. I'll be the golden retriever boy. That's what. Yes. I'll do. <laughs> so yeah, it's like my first year. I did host club, and I had the shoe thrown at me. Oh. And nice. then the second Solid. year, I had um Ryan. You remember Ryan? Yeah. Course. he and i did a bunch of kineticon together um but he we did trigun my second year uh nice. no third year that, that was actually. third year that was third year second year yeah. was hughes hughes is when i got attacked <laughs> Lord. yeah the, cons are weird like <laughs> cons are very strange places i try to like explain cons to like I don't, I don't. I hate using the term "normie" because it sounds so derogatory. But like, I don't know how else to explain people who don't attend conventions. Yeah, I right. try to. Yeah, I, I try to explain it to them, and they're very confused because it's never what they expect, and I've it's got, usually a lot raunchier than they expect. Yeah. I've gotten to use yeah. the term "the outsiders." Oh, I like that. I like yeah, that, especially since that was one of my favorite old books and movies yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're just kind of the outsiders. Yeah. No. Uh, Third year was um, Trigun. So you and I started like our my fourth year at AAC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I remember I remember your Hughes and I remember your uh, your Vash. Oh, who doesn't so. remember? Hey, Vash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was it was so funny, too, because like then I was just like a normal con goer. Mm-hmm. like so like i would attend the panels that i wanted to go to and i was all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and stupid and uh <laughs> and then time. yeah it really was like honestly like i kind of i was talking about it the other day especially since covid hit and mm-hmm. like all the things that have changed since covid and one of the things i really do miss is doing things with friends that seem major but you do mundane things throughout so example right. like when we would go to pax east we didn't attend a single panel. Like we might play some of the new video games if they were like releasing early release of video games, but we went for the experience of hanging out with friends at this event. And uh, like, we just talked for hours about like going to PAX and going, you know, to cons in New Hampshire and going to AAC and going to, ow, my cat. Um, and going to, um, <laughs> attack, attack. Yeah. He was like, hey, scratching post. I'm like, no knee. Um, so, uh, but yeah. And like, you know, we, I, I used to organize like trips to LA with me and my friends and we go out for like BlizzCon and stuff like that. But like, we never went for the cons. Like we'd go for like maybe one thing at the con, but it was just the experience of hanging out with people. And then obviously COVID hit and then it was the opposite. You couldn't hang out with anyone. Right. So it was like, even without the cons, even though the cons were down, the loss of the experience of just being able to be around each other and be able to do nothing at an event was just gone. It just didn't exist for two, three years. Yeah. So it just, it it was very, it was a very cool conversation because we got to, you know, stroll down memory lane for a while and just kind of talk about all the dumb shit we did and like, and how cool we thought we were. (laughs) Like it was just, it was a really good time. (laughs) yeah it's just like i said like i'm going back to anime boston in may to host uh, masquerade um and it's just crazy to me because like i said like i've already got people like talking in our forums and our private message groups and everything because everything's finally getting together and there's no pause this time it's like no what's happening we've really got to plan this stuff it's like oh oh, shit okay (laughs) it's weird suddenly it's like hey remember all that stuff you used to do like you know back of your hand yeah. now you have to remember it yeah right and the thing moment. is and the thing is too is everyone's just like oh my gosh i'm so nervous about this and i'm scared about this and we gotta get this done and oh it's gonna be so weird because unfortunately we've lost a few family members in anime boston so it's just like people are kind of getting emotional about it already and it's not that i'm not emotional about it because i am you know like it's gonna be sad going back for a little bit but it's yeah. just like to me at the end of the day it's like it's we're going home yeah you know it's yeah just like, it's, it's just like, gonna feel like home <laughs> But, you know, one thing I did uh, learn to love, I substituted cons during COVID for travel. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously there wasn't a lot of international travel during COVID, but I did like go on road trips and stuff. And that was a lot of fun. So that's how like to me, like now when people are like, oh, man, cons are opening back up. Are you going? And I'm like, but then I can't go here. So now I'm like in this weird debate of like, I really want to go to cons again just to hang out with friends. But like also... I guess my priorities have just like shifted a little bit 
So now I'm trying to find the balance because now that things are actually open and it's not that maybe we'll be open, maybe we won't. We'll let you know a week before the con opens. Um, Now people are just scheduling travel and scheduling cons. And I'm like, well, crap, now I want to do that too. Right. So it's weird. It's a weird balance that we're in right now. So I can only imagine as a host, like what you're going through. I mean, but that's the thing, though, is like, I feel like I feel like such a dweeb because everyone's just like, oh, how do I remember to do this and this and this? And I'm literally just like, just get me on the stage, guys. Just let me go. Yeah. I just want to I want to wear my cool outfit and I want to see 3000 people and just go, hey, so what did I miss? (laughs) (laughs) What you been doing? And just have like Lindsay, yeah, Lindsay off to the side, like ready to kill me because I'm just like wasting time. Like, so what did you do over the pandemic? (laughs) (laughs) Then three thousand people start answering, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, exactly, yep, Mm -hmm. been there, yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. I did that too. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god, so weird. (laughs) Um, I uh, the last con that I've done since like since COVID started was uh. It was not last year's. I guess it was the year before's PAX East, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the last PAX East was. So I don't know if they did it last year. So I think it was the year before. And uh, I was the uh, host of the MSI booth. Okay. And that was a ton of fun because essentially it was very like because of COVID and because it was, you know, just starting and there was a lot of hesitancy and like, you know, people were just very like, I don't even know if hesitancy is a word. It doesn't sound like it fun, is now. It is now. Um, but like people are just super hesitant about everything. And like they're like, hey, so normally we come and we get like this giant, giant booth. This year we're doing a slightly like smaller booth and you're going to run League of Legends tournaments. And I'm like, cool. And then they're like, but because we have a smaller booth, we don't have area for like a caster. So you're kind of just going to like walk around and do it. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. And then they're like, also, we're not running tournaments. We're running all random, all mid ARAM. It's a mode in league and i was like oh okay cool and they're like just make it as fun as you can and i'm like i got it <laughs> and like i was so nervous but like you like you said you know the, as soon as the mic hit the hand i was like oh i got this that's like, it this exactly is, you just like it's fine. like it's like a third hand you're just like i know what i'm doing yeah like it, i mean in all fairness we all know it's like at least 50 percent fake it till you make it so mm-hmm. like it's like i just bullshitted my way through it and yeah. just started hyping it up and like they were like wow you did you know we didn't expect you to bring this many people and all this stuff and i was like well you paid me for something <laughs> i'm but here also, for a job right <laughs> like, but also i blacked out halfway through it so what happened yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I had someone like people have been sending like people have sent me videos since that con of like me doing things i'm like i don't remember you like i like i love you and thank you for being my friend but i don't remember you being there because there was blood in my eyes so like it's fine (laughs) like it's it's absolutely fine i don't Um, recall senator (laughs) yeah yeah sorry i I can't in good conscience answer this on the record sorry (laughs) all right so the serious question shoot of all the costumes that we wore together which one was your favorite masquerade Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I hate to sound cliche, but it was the Jigen and Lupin one. You and would. the reason why is because that was the first time I ever got to grow out a beard. Oh However, the most memorable one mm-hmm. was Gohan and Videl. <laughs> and I mean, primarily finally... because the damn pants that will haunt me for life and the inside jokes involving that with one of the guests. But the do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. I just making sure because like that shit still people still come up to me and they're like, "So where are the red pants?" I'm like, "God damn it!" You mean where we like, look like actual fetuses? Oh man, I we look yeah, like I had such shave. babies. Yeah, I like shaved like as tight as I, I like actually straight razored that just okay. so that way I could look as young as possible. But like even crazier than that, Ken, I was a girl. That is true. That is true. Which is the ultimate cosplay now. Right, right. <laughs> that is honestly, and that, um, is, that is your secret now. <laughs> and to be fair, as far as I can remember, you are the only person that has cosplayed with me on stage hosting as a girl. That's true. That is, yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah. And you know what though, we killed it though because you got to be like Videl is such a powerful character. <laughs> like she is such a fucking force to be reckoned with and like it was just great because like go like teen but uh the like 
the best part is is a, like adult teen gohan i don't know what you would call him like high school gohan uh is such a bitch and like akira toriyama forgot that like he was like yeah gohan's gonna be the strongest person in existence and then i don't know got high and then was like ah just kidding he's a he's he's a bitch now like that's fine goku is the best now and we're like wait but the whole theory behind like Saiyans and humans breeding would make the strongest race. And then he's like, nah, Goku, fuck it. I also forgot that Saiyans have tails. That's fine. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, all right. So I don't know what happened, but I got to pay, play like, I don't know, like submissive the entire time, which was just hilarious for me. Cause I like, we would just get off stage and cry laughing. <laughs> like every time we exited stage because you're just like let's go and i'm like okay i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry i remember how i entered that masquerade too i was at the back of the room and i just like screamed yes it was, was so like, cool everyone's like what's happening i'm like God! <laughs> i actually i like i did a tribute to that in one of the later masquerades that i hosted Mm -hmm. I um I was it was a kill a kill cosplay and I did his whole introduction from the back of the room as a shout out to you oh man yeah yeah it was it was a, a whole thing and I was like I, I was like the people who know know and the people who don't I don't care so <laughs> the people who don't know doesn't matter yeah, um, it doesn't matter let's see if I had to pick one of our favorites obviously the Gohan and Goat and like Videlier is up there yeah um I don't know. I feel like the Yu Yu Hakusho year. Oh, man. Kuwabara. Kuwabara. Kuwabara is the hardest voice to ever do. Um, <laughs> and I regret everything. I should have just, like, gone on my knees and done Hiei or something. Because, like, <laughs> that, like, I have never destroyed my voice in a way uh that i did that weekend i don't think i could talk for like two weeks after the con <laughs> it is but, like a voice actor's nightmare but you had to be kuwabara <laughs> I, yeah no no it worked it definitely worked and that is the only character that i could be but like it was just i uh, like oh the and the other thing is too is now that i've done like i've recorded voice acting lines and like i've been in audiobooks and stuff now which is kind of cool um but like now that i know how to like treat my voice i'm like oh you're an idiot like i look back at that and i'm like oh my god could you only imagine like if i did that now like the damage that i would do and like it, it but it was fun because it was accurate and we had fun doing it so i didn't really care right like at the time it was like oh that was awesome and people were like oh man that's super cool and you know and i was like thanks and but i was more like thanks you really and, thanks uh, <laughs> Fun fact, uh, if you're listening to this, if you ever lose your voice and you need it for anything, pro tip from voice actors, because we do happen to know a few, mm -hmm. um, do not whisper. It is actually harsher on your vocal cords. Yep. So the best thing you can do is not talk. If you can do full vocal rest for like 24 hours, you can almost recover your entire voice. Mm -hmm. The other trade secret that was given to me is a uh, fart juice, which is the weirdest name for anything. Um, but it is, uh, orange juice, apple cider vinegar, and, uh, honey. And it tastes horrible. It's wretched. But it'll get you through pretty much anything. It's so acidic that it, like, tightens your vocal cords. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, I need to record this line, but, like, I have almost no voice, but I have to record this line, that's what I would use. Yeah. It's actually how I got through four days of hosting a booth at MSI for eight hours a day. <laughs> um i literally hosted for 32 hours straight screaming into a microphone mm -hmm. and uh by day four i was living on fart juice and it was not great <laughs> and like michael and brandon both yelled at me and i was like that's fair <laughs> like just let me I, die I yeah that's fine <laughs> like you can curse me at my funeral but at this point the voice is gone guys so right there's like this complete opposite of what we told you to do yeah oh 100 they're like man you have a microphone turn it up and then you don't have to yell and i was like yeah but it's fun <laughs> but like, wait, I, wait, there's a volume on the microphone and they're just like don't talk to us <laughs> yeah time. yeah they're like you have a mixer behind you you can just turn it up and i was like yeah but like it's fun to yell when you're surrounded by thousands of people 
Right. And like, there's just, there's that hype like that you get when people are laughing or cheering okay. or like clapping. It's just, there's no feeling like it. If you are out there and you're listening and you have ever wanted to get involved in a convention or something like that, just do it. Just do it's it. It's so much fun. And it it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's indescribable when you vibe with thousands of people. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to vibe with like a group of friends, but when a thousand people laugh at your joke, you're like, shit, I am funny. Like, right. God damn. <laughs> Remember the golden rule. And I know I've told you this rule. You have 45 seconds and it's not even a full minute. You have 45 seconds to establish yourself with a crowd. And if you lose them in that 45 seconds, they're gone. Yep. 100%. You, have, you literally like, have 35 seconds. And I remember, like, back when I did Anime Boston, and I know I've said it before um, in episodes past, but it's like Anime Boston was my first year hosting there. And of course, like, I know what I'm doing and I know, like, I'm, I can handle myself. But right. the show wasn't mine. The show was Roadies, you know? So it's like, right, I'm coming right, in right. as a co host. And it's like, it was weird for me, not because I'm like, oh, I should be like the only host because that's not what it was. It's just like, I've right, never right. been someone's co host before. All the conventions I worked at, I was technically the host. Yeah. So it's like, 100%. okay, so, so I don't want to step on his toes, but I also have to establish myself. But I also want to make sure that people don't think I'm just that annoying co host. Right, right, right. It's a fine line. Right. <laughs> it's it's just like, where's, where's my balance? And you know what ended up happening was I went on stage that 45 seconds. I think four people cheered and I was like, oh, no. Like, there's the window. The window's gone, right? Like, oh, God. Right. Like, this didn't feel good. So then later <laughs> on in the show, I'm talking to Rody backstage. I'm like, all right, we got to figure something out. And he's just like, you'll be okay. And I was like, no, I know. I know you've got all the confidence in the world. But like, I'm like, but I need to know that I've established this, like, <laughs> right. in my mind. Or I'm just going to, like criticize myself till the end of my life so <laughs> what ended up happening was is something happened and i ended up coming out oh oh i know what it was so you know um mario used to host with brody yeah yeah yeah. several years ago so like the joke was i came on and i was luigi which ended up causing this huge controversy that we can't even get into it wasn't even really like a huge controversy it was kind of like a a misunderstanding i guess we'll say right. it, it was a misunderstanding but i made the joke like, have those. that's fine <laughs> right right a misunderstanding at a convention what no no never. absolutely not so i came on and i was um i ended up being called ouija and it was kind of like a mario like eccentric like you know centric joke right so then he was talking about the Mario skit coming on, but I came on and I was just like, wait, Mario's coming back? I thought you liked me. I thought we were doing okay. I thought like everything was fine. Are you replacing me? <laughs> and the whole crowd goes, oh, no. And it's like, ah, oh, she got it back. Yeah. You're <laughs> so like, there I, it is. I played the I sympathy card. I did. I yeah. played the you're going to feel bad for me card. I did. I admit it. I totally did. Um, Honestly. It <laughs> Do you, so I don't know how long you've been going to AB, but a long, long time ago, before mm-hmm. I was actually in an AB masquerade and we won several awards. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, it was for a Jesse and James skit where we had like a random team rocket grunt, but the reason, and I, a 100%, I don't know if this is like a conspiracy or not, but I a hundred percent think we only won because of the mishaps that happened with it. Mm. But the, uh basically we came out and we got in a position and then the the music was cued and basically the wrong music came on what year and we was were this? like uh yes i know <laughs> no idea it probably okay so i moved up here in like 2005 sure so it was probably like 2009 maybe was 2008 it the, was it the year the dead moon circus get that one it maybe i know that uh uncle yo was still the host it was the dead moon circus year then because i remember that because i was backstage waiting to okay go cool on. yeah yeah so we uh we ended up being in the amateur thing and uh we came out and the song notorious came on mm-hmm. and it was like no no notorious and there's video of this online where we just turn around and we're like no no that's not us Right. And then they're like, p- people are like whispering to us, like, what's your song? And I'm like, Team Rocket. And like, <laughs> and like, and they're like, I don't, we don't have anything for that. And I'm like, Team Rocket? Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I sent you the file. Like, and it, they just lost the file and it happens. Right. And the whole, that's why they have you bring a backup on CD. Right. 
which would have been cool if we knew that before we got on. Sure, um, sure. So we basically had to do this thing where the host came out and he was like, hey, so they're looking for your thing, but they can't find it. And they're like, what is it called? And I was like, and I just had to like be James. I was like, Team Rocket. And they were like, <laughs> he was like, okay, yes, I, I appreciate that. However, what if they don't have that? And I'm like then someone's not doing their job or something like that. Like I, I played it off in character and then like, but then he made, like, yeah, yeah. And like, and then obviously the host interacted with me, like, you know, acting cause James is definitely sus. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the, the host played off of that. We, we won over the crowd and basically the end result was like, Hey, you guys are going to run off. You're going to go get the stuff. And, uh, the girl who was Jesse couldn't run because of her wig. Cause it had all wiring in it and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was like I had to run full speed to the hotel all the way to the Marriott and then run back with this CD. And it was like the most exhausting, horrifying thing. And before we left stage, we said Team Rocket blasting off again, which obviously wins over the crowd, especially in the sense where they feel bad for us. And then when we came out, we got a standing ovation and we ended up winning a bunch of awards and I felt so bad because we got back and everyone was like, you know, we loved your skit. We loved your skit. We love this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I appreciate it. But like, I feel like we, <laughs> I don't think we would have won if there wasn't like the world's worst mishap where we literally just ad libbed for like 10 minutes on stage. Right. Um, like my skit was funny. It wasn't that good, but like, thanks. And uh, so, yeah, so that's like a, a little uh, that that helped me a lot. Because uh, mm -hmm. when the wrong thing comes on stage in front of thousands of people and you right. have to make it up oh, yeah. and stay in character, it was like, I'm not, I didn't know there was a pop quiz today. Right. I didn't realize. Like, I didn't study. I was so. not prepared for this exam. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just like channeled that every time I was on stage and I was like, just go with it and right. you'll be fine. Right. You know, it's funny because I was talking about we were getting ready for this um, podcast and I was going back through like all the albums of everything going, hmm, where am I going to find a picture of Ken to use to do for an advertisement? And you know, it popped up. Mm -hmm. uh, you in um, the Kirk shirt. Oh, yeah, we did do. Uh, we did Kirk and Spock. Yeah, we uh, opened up um, the one of the years. Yeah, <laughs> it's Kirk and Spock. <laughs> yes, we did. Yep. Yes, we did. Yep. And it was funny too. Uh, you're just like, I don't have the, and I threw the shirt at you, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. In, in all fairness, I was never prepared, like okay. ever, and I am sorry for that. There were years. <laughs> you people don't understand how long Katie had to like carry my ass, and Wait like it wasn't you. like all like it. No, it was like like you had to have like the quads of steel to carry my ass. You you like. <laughs> Like the amount of deadlifting that you had to do because like I would come on and I would bring the personality. Our our personalities match very well. And they do. we, we complement each other very well. Mm -hmm. And especially from an outside perspective, viewing it, it can be very funny. It can be, you know, we can we can pull audiences and pull different sides of audiences and pull emotions and it's great. But like when it came to cosplaying, I am la dumb and like la useless. <laughs> And mm -hmm. like, and it's not because I didn't love cosplaying. I still love cosplaying. I don't do it, but I still love it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I just, I'm, I don't know. It was like a blend between being lazy and just like not knowing how to do stuff. And like 90% of it was bought within the week of convention that we would do together. And like, uh, and uh, like, it, it, it's funny though. Cause it's like, I literally like, and I don't think people realize this. It's like, Oh yeah, sure. We'd like pick, we would pretty much pick what we were going to do like the year before. Like, cause we'd find the theme out ahead of time. Yeah. So like, okay. So the theme is like, whatever it was for lupin we're gonna do lupin or it's gonna be like a paranormal year we're gonna do uh yu yu haka show but i would literally right. like have to like sit ken down and go okay do you think you can get this or do we have to pick another outfit <laughs> yeah no no 100 percent. it was can you buy this at macy's or are you like and then uh and i always i will forever feel bad about the uh the warblers thing <laughs> like that that is that is a stain on our friendship to me and i know like obviously it's in the past neither of us care but like to this day <laughs> neither of us I'm, care like 
haven't yeah. forgotten. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure. You know, you but, like the bad blood. This is on you. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And like, no, no, but you like, I failed. Like, let, let me like from my perspective, it was, hey, I need you to do this thing. I really want you to do this thing for me. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it was like, I think it was going through like a bad breakup or something and like, you know, stupid con drama and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And like, it was just like one thing after another. And then eventually I was like, dude, I can't do this. Like, I can't do the thing. And you're like, you know what? I understand your pain. I understand the, that you're going through a lot right now. I'm going to make your vest for you. Mm -hmm. Literally, you just have to cut your hair and show up. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I'm in. Let's do it. And then it was like the week before, like I got into a different breakup or something. And I was like, I hate everything. I'm selfish and stupid and young. And like, and then I just didn't do it. And I remember walking in, like, I remember walking into the con and hearing you singing the song, uh, like, you know, doing the song from like down the hall. And I went, I just remember walking in, I was laughing with my friends and I heard the song go and I went, fuck. And I was like, <laughs> I knew there was something I was supposed to be doing like shit. And like, <laughs> Oh man, I was just like, well, well th that's that. Uh, like, that, yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yep. <sighs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I will forever. And just, just know that still at the age of 35 years old, I mm. still feel bad about that. That's okay. Because so someday like, Ken, I could still get you in a warbler jacket. You won't oh, win. You won't especially see it now. Yeah. Like, yeah, especially now. I'd be like, well, I fucking have to. It's been like 10 years. Like, shit. <laughs> a decade. So, like, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I did say if I ever come back to cosplay, I think, do you remember this? If I ever come back to cosplay, what I have to do? Mm. I don't do, think do you remember I don't who, think so, no. It's Grog. I have to be Grog. Yeah, from... that's right. You have to be my Grog. You're on that list, too. 100%. And I'm, I'm 100% behind it. It's the huh? best, it's, I have the best skit planned. Oh, I'm, I, I don't even care. I just want to be Grog. I just want to be dumb. I know, like, that's, that's fair. I love Grog. And, like, I also, did you? I don't know if you noticed this. Hmm. That you, you watched The Legend of Vox Machina, right? <laughs> of course I did. Uh, of course. Okay. <laughs> of course I did. So, <laughs> is it me, or hmm. did he slightly change Grog's voice for it? Um, A little bit. Bit, yeah. but I don't think I the only reason I think it's a little bit different is because it was more talky grog voice. But they missed out right. on in the TV show is a lot of the time, like during Grog when he's talking, he's raging. So he's got that yeah. rough voice. And he didn't rage that much in this in this part of the show. No, it was like 10 seconds uh during the the, the dragon fight, and mm -hmm. then like for most of the other fights, he got his ass whooped for a lot of it. So mm -hmm. like it was mostly him just being confused on why he wasn't the strongest person there. But also, he doesn't, like, his, he doesn't have his beard power yet either. That's true. Yeah, he needs the dwarven belt. He does. Like, it just, it's one of those things that it's just, it's something that I've wanted to do for so long. And especially, you know, going to the gym so often now and mm -hmm. finally having, like, mm -hmm. a muscular style body. I'm like, man, I am so close. Like, I am, I am desperately <laughs> close. And as soon as I hit it, I'm going to start researching bald caps. I'm going because like the cosplay overall is just a lot of fur. Mm -hmm. It's like a loincloth fur mm -hmm. belt. Uh, technically the gauntlets, if I want to go that far. Yep. And then like some like moccasin boots. Yeah. Like, and all I'm going to do is install like four inch platforms on them because he's like seven foot eight. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But like, as long as I'm taller than most, I am six foot right now. So it's not that bad, but like, you know, if I'm six, four, it's going to make a difference. Right, and exactly. like and that's it. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rock it out and not care at all. And I'm just, it's, it's like my way of re-entering into the the uh, the environment, the atmosphere. I gotta, I gotta talk about this skit though. One, because I know not enough people listen to this podcast, and two, if anybody ever does the skit and I find out about it, I'm gonna know you ripped me off. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so like, this is like your own copywriting right here. Really like this is, is what this is. It's like you can do the skit if you want to, but I'll know where you got the idea. So like, basically, it's like I told Ken, I was like, I need you to be in my box marketing group. We need to, we need a grog, and you were like, Oh yeah, sure, okay. Like the Ken talk, I'm like, I <laughs> and that's what it sounds like, just so you all know. Like, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, sure, 100%. of course yes it's like mm -hmm. that's, yeah <laughs> yeah no no it's, it's accurate it's accurate and um so basically i want to do like a big like you know bar scene because that's where vox machina spends most of their times when they're not fighting for the better good um yeah. so bar scene and then <laughs> what happens is, is um i took the i took the song gaston um and i rewrote the lyrics to fit um grog 
Oh, I'm so down. And it's just, I, I, like I love this already. So it's Scanlan. Like, it's Scanlan trying to bump up Grog because he had a bad time during a fight. <laughs> and I gotta say, like the thing that I'm the most proud of in like the skit, there's two things. One, there's a break in it where like someone like you hear a random audience person or whatever comes over, like going like, "Oh yeah, why do you guys think you're so tough?" And everybody stands up with like weapons out and they go, "Never mind." <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And that's so that's it's just campy enough to be Vox Machina. Like mm-hmm. it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, um, when the song's ending, because like in the new version of Beauty and the Beast, I like that version of Gaston better. Um, because okay. at the end, um LeFou tries to spell Gaston. So I was like, oh my god, and he can't spell it. So then I'm like Grog trying to spell Grog. It's like G G I'm not good with the words. <laughs> that's grog (laughs) yeah like there is i think they did a good job of hinting at the little things because obviously like when they translate to legend of vox machina it's impossible there's just too many hours and you have to cut so much but like there was one scene i think it's in the second episode where they're talking about how long something is going to take and they're like i don't care if it takes months and grog's just like yeah or weeks and i was like that's like that's perfect because it just reminds me of when he was trying to negotiate in front of vex and her heart was breaking (laughs) and like it just made me so happy that they threw that throwaway line in there because people who didn't watch the campaign are gonna be like oh i get it he's dumb and then the people who are in the know are like that's our grog that's our boy oh my god there were so many good giveaway moments in that like all oh, the little yeah. one-liners like percy got so many good one-liners in that like part of the campaign oh. like all of them were there i was like chef's kiss Mwah. thank you they are selling percy so well too like okay. they are oh <laughs> so the turmoil so, everything like i love it so it's funny because like you know there's all these kids at work that i work with now over the last couple of years um who are all like oh man we want to go to conventions and we want to go like you know to anime stuff because we're all into it because it's big in our lives and i'm like now you can go to conventions again especially the one in boston but it's so funny talking to them about anime and stuff because they're all like in that like emo phase of their lives where they're just like, right. Oh my God, like I love like the people that have the trauma and I love when this person's like <laughs> upset. So I'm like, okay, I know you guys like anime, but have you ever heard of Vox Machina? And they're like, what? And I'm like, you ever heard of the legend of Vox Machina? They're like, no. And I'm like, there is a character. <laughs> yeah. Like he is the a haired of- emo boy. Come talk to me when you're done. And they all come up to me out there. They're just like, we just want to protect him and like hold yeah. him. Is there fan the, art? I'm like, welcome, welcome, children. <laughs> the amount of daddy comments that I read oh. after people watch Vox Machina, they're like, wow, okay, like Percy in the in the campaign versus Perks Percy in Vox Machina, and they're like, that's daddy Percy, okay, What's like, it? and I'm like, dude, like, I'm I'm for the most part, I, I would say I would identify as a straight male. Mm-hmm. Um damn percy oh like listen god damn like i know where my ten dollars went okay yeah yeah y'all are welcome (laughs) i would like to take credit for that that's my ten dollars god damn i was just like man like they are they are selling him hard and i'm like and i'm okay with it because he's such Mm -hmm. an intriguing character Mm -hmm. especially with orthax and everything like that like there's so much so much depth to the character and like and people are only getting a taste of it and i can't wait if they don't include the hot tub scene though i'm gonna be real sad the hot tub scene is with vex is the fun like i like cried laughing (laughs) when that happened and i just i need that to happen and i don't know if we're gonna get it but i hope it'll depend on how much they get into the vestiges of divergence and stuff right exactly it's like i mean because right now like they're bringing in the conclave but what comes up next is kind of like a grog storyline because we're gonna get into kevdak and everything else right yeah and then that's the whole thing it's like you know the 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 vestiges are kind of throughout until they realize they need them for also can we talk about how they are masterfully not using anything from dnd Yes. like masterfully like like uh, oh i'm gonna detect magical things here not casting detect magic because that would be copywritten but i'm Honestly. going to detect the magical things here or like scanlin's hand instead of bigby's hand mm-hmm. or like uh all the names of the gods like they're just using the nicknames of the gods instead of the actual gods and i'm like this is so brilliant like well mm-hmm. done you're not gonna get sued like good job you know what concerns like, me though well, they've gotten written on for like two seasons officially, right? Right. Yeah. 
why in my soul of soul, in my heart of hearts, do I feel like I know where the, the second season is going to end? And by right. that, I mean, Ripley's going to come back. Yeah, 100%. We all know the cliffhanger that this season's going to end on if they yeah. go for it. And I'm not yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I like with them throwing in the Keyleth death, like that was... Oh, sorry, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Uh, but like the that, I was like... I, I was brought back to watching it for the first time. I was like, no, like I like I don't know why I forgot that part, but like well, it just you know, she didn't technically spoiler. She didn't die. Like she was because no, no, no. we all know when she actually died. Yeah, <laughs> we're basically gods. We golden gods. <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> oh man, I'll oh, turn man. into something. Okay, what are you gonna turn into? A goldfish. goldfish. Oh, keeks. So close. Yeah, I love Keyleth. I know. You should cosplay as Keyleth. I. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ken. I don't know if I can pull off Keyleth. Uh, Why not? What? I. You know, honestly, I, I was talking about this yesterday about how Marisha Ray has this way of creating a character that is inherently annoying and amazing at the exact same time. And slowly becomes one of my like all time favorite characters, mm -hmm. and it's it's this weird thing with like uh like Bo when Bo when Bo was first introduced, I couldn't stand Bo because it just seemed like Bo was trying too hard. Mm -hmm. But then you feel find out that Bo literally can't talk to people; mm -hmm. they suck at talking to people, and that is their quirky aspect. And I was like, oh well, now I feel bad, and now I love Bo, <laughs> and like. Damn with it. Ford trying to teach Bo how to talk to people, it's just twenty out of ten. Yeah, and like, and I just grew like Bo ended up being my favorite character from the second campaign, next to Jester, but that doesn't count. Right. Everything Laura Bailey touches is gold, so that doesn't right. count. Laura Bailey is a goddess. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Laura 100%. Bailey. <laughs> oh, I love Laura Bailey. I met Laura uh, Bailey. Did she dyed her hair to uh, match Imogen. Uh, Imogen. Yeah. I love yeah, it. It's purple. It it's much. very purple. I've met her. I I've met her in passing. She's so there's out of all of Vox Machina or I guess Critical Role crew, I've met and talked to many of them, but the only ones in passing I haven't actually had a chance to talk to are uh Travis and Laura. And that's because every time I had to talk to them, they were with child. So, right. like, they were obviously staying away from crowds and talking to people. So, I was like, I understand that. Um, and it just, it's really funny that I've had an opportunity to talk to all of these people. And I'm just like, no, they're mythical. They don't, they don't exist. Like, they're, they're just this creature that I'll never get to talk to. It's fine. I met Travis Willingham and I blacked out because I don't remember it. You know how <laughs> I, I found out that I had met him? Because I found his autograph in my collection of things. And I'm looking Amazing. at this and I'm just like, he saw me as Hughes. He saw me as Hughes, oh. and I don't remember. Why don't I remember this? <laughs> it's like the only ones I haven't officially, officially met are Regal, um, oh. Ashley, and Marisha. Everybody else we've met. Yeah, so I met uh, many of them at the live action New York one, and Sam and I bonded over being friends with Lauren. So like Sam, I, like the first time I ever got anything from Sam was actually like Lauren had sent me like a video of Sam yeah. and like, he's like, you have no idea how much dirt she has on me. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, was like, it was the best Sam, like, or no, sorry, not Sam. Oh my God. I'm mixing them. Talison. Talison is the one who's friends with uh, Lauren. Okay. So Lauren, uh, yeah. So Talison and I bond over that. Sam scared the hell out of me because I didn't know he was a giant. Mm. the man is like six foot tall yeah. or like six one yeah. and like he always looks short he always plays these short characters and when i saw the man he walked up to me and i thought he was a fan like not a <laughs> of fan yours. of me but i thought no no like i thought he was a fan of cr and he was trying to like butt in so he could meet them because mm. i was talking to talison about uh about my trip out to bang zoom studios and we were just like talking about uh, Lauren because we love Lauren. And and I turn over and this guy's standing there and he's like face to face with me because I'm six foot tall. And I was like, oh, hey, man, like, yeah, like, sorry, am I in your way? And then he's like, no, man. He's like, are you here to meet us? And I was like, 
I'm such an asshole. I was like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) And like, it took me a solid, like, no exaggeration, like one and a half seconds of blank staring to be like, oh, you're Sam. Why are you so tall? And like, this is terrifying. Like, I was like, oh my God, your power's even stronger than I thought. So, did I ever? He's such a sweetheart. Did I ever so, tell like, you about my interaction with Mercer and Talcy? No, I did not. I actually, um, I that was the one year that I had to go down because a friend's wedding. So ironically enough, the one year that I did not go to that convention was the year that they were there. Right. Yeah. So that year was Hamilton heavy because, well, for nice. me anyways, because that was the year Hamilton it came out, whatever. Um, and as we well know, the cast very much loves them. Um, like made references all through the first campaign uh the long story short too long didn't read um i was dressed like hamilton my sister i had made her a peggy costume and our friend lucas was dressed like lafayette and um i had been helping with the guest line um for them just like reel everybody in because i was watching um greg finley at the time so i was watching them as well um, and they got called over to do their photos. Um, and of course, Telson and Mercer were just like, oh, you're standing next to us. Like, get a picture with us. I'm like, okay. Cool. So we got those pictures done. And then they had to go over for um, like a whole like guest picture with like, all the guests. And I was like, hey, can you hang on one second? I'll be right back. And I went over to my artist alley table and I got Melissa and Lucas. And I was like, you guys have to come with me right now. They're like, what? And I'm like, just come with me right now. Don't ask questions. So they walked over to the booth with me. And it was funny because um, Tatum and uh, Mercer were having a full-blown conversation, like full-blown conversation about whatever, right? And Talson turned around. He's just like, oh my God, you guys look amazing. Mercer, Mercer, Mercer. And it's like, and Tatum looks over first. He's like, what is going on? And Matt Mercer's just like, what? And the fangirl hands. Uh, like the oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god (laughs) he came over he's like can i hug you guys and melissa and lucas are just like we're talking to matt mercer and talison jaffe we're talking to matt mercer yeah yeah okay yeah okay and they're looking at me like how did you make this happen i'm like i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't even know i'm still blacking out at the moment yeah right like i don't even remember this happening like i'm just remembering this happening For, for the record, a lot of uh, these, uh, the, the guests, for you know those who are listening in, um, mm-hmm. they are even better than you imagine. They're so like, nice. And don't get me wrong. I, I've worked in this industry for a long time. And especially mm-hmm. working celebrity security, you get to see the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, the cast of Critical Role are just good people they are like at the end of the day they will listen to your story they will remember you they will Mm -hmm. like you know and it's they're not going to remember everyone and i don't want to set false expectations here but like they will remember hearing the story they will remember like the event they will remember things about these things that are important to them and they just care Mm -hmm. and it's so weird because you know like obviously with their increased popularity over the last few years you would think that that would be you know impossible but yet they are still just the nicest people Mm -hmm. and everything on twitter like you put stuff up that you've created fan art you've created a cosplay of some kind like they they like the crap out of the stuff all over the place and they don't have to do that they don't have to do that but they do it because they love it so much yeah, it's it's very strange that like, you know, a Pathfinder game turned into a D&D phenomenon turned into a multi-million dollar industry. But like the idea is it didn't change them in ways that one would assume. Right. And like my conversation with Matt was so memorable because I like Matt is a phenomenal DM. If you guys play so D&D good. and don't watch Critical Role, you are doing yourself a disservice. Uh-huh. Um if you've ever been interested in D&D and you don't know a good outlet, why not watch a show that is populated with professional voice actors Hey-o. because it really sells you on the emotional connection to the character. But like Matt is just a brilliant DM. He is he is very kind, he's caring, he admits when he's wrong, he will you know, make judgment calls that he feels are better for the story rather than, you know, rules as written, which is, you know, R.A.W. or Raw, as you'll hear a lot. Um, But, like, legitimately, Matt 
is just the most caring individual from the moment he meets you. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, w- I went up to him and I was like, hey, you know, you know, I know you're busy. He's like, no, what's up, man? And I was like, so I have a DM question from DM to DM. And he's like, shoot. And I was like, so you obviously DM for large groups, like beyond the three to five standard in 5e. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so I DM for a group of eight people. And he just puts his hand on my shoulder and he's like, I feel you. Like, <laughs> he's like, how can I help my child? And I was like, okay, look, man. I was like, I, I'm custom writing everything. I'm like, you know, because challenge ratings don't matter anymore. Like, you know, everything that's written in the book doesn't matter anymore. I was like, but I'm having all these troubles with like big bads. I was like, that's specifically my, like, if I have five seconds with you, my question is, how do I write big bags into my story that still make the game interesting? Because now with eight people, they're putting out 300 damage per round. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you have that kind of number and that kind of stats and little mitigation that's given to you in the DMG or the the monster manuals, like how do you combat that? And I was like, and, and he's like, let me guess, you're defaulting to just increasing their HP. And I was like, oh, it's like, he knows. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. He figured out the equation. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. And then he's like, okay. He's like, let me, let me give you the best advice I can give you. He's like, you're never going to mitigate their damage. He's like, it's impossible. You have eight different people that go before you're one person. And I was like, yeah, he's like, so you just have to expect that they're going to be able to kill a Tarask in one round. And I was like, right. And then he's like, so I have a question. Why are they fighting one person? And I was like, okay, shoot. I was like, all right, all right, go ahead. Continue. He's like, man, he's like, if you had your group, what level are they? And I think at the time they were like level eight. And he was like, you know, he's like, so that group could easily handle like a horde of goblins. Right. And I was like, yeah, like literally killing one per round. And he goes, right. And goblins put out, you know, minimal damage. And I was like, right. He goes, but what if they were against 50 goblins? And I was like, oh. And he's like, right, because sure, they all get to go and they'll kill two, three per round, 100%, like each of them. What happens when 25 of them attack in one round? And I was like, oh my God. You're a masochist, like, sir. You're a masochist. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this and it this, blew my mind. This because this, I was like, this, you see murder, like, man. yeah like i was like good lord like i had never considered it because he's like you know he's like it's inherent that you want to create this big bad and he's like and there's nothing wrong with that you're creating a story and the story has to have a villain he's like but what makes a good villain and what makes it engaging for the players is that they're not just fighting the bad they're fighting the environment they're fighting the bad's followers they're fighting the circumstances around fighting the bad He's like, and once you put that in there and once you once you increase little things like that, he's like, it actually helps a lot. He's like, think about uh, he's like, did you ever play World of Warcraft? And I was like, yeah, he's like, think about every raid you've been into. Was the boss hard or were the mechanics hard? And I was like, dude, I like I can't handle my mind being blown this many times. But like, <laughs> like being the tears off your face, you're like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> It legit, and I went home, and they were about to fight a big bad, and I literally looked up a bunch of like raid mechanics from WoW, and I was like, "Oh, this would be amazing as a D and D thing." And like, you know, make a long story short, basically they were fighting like this giant. It was like a paragon of a god. Mm-hmm. So the way, and he was taking half damage on everything. So they're like, "Well, we're gonna lose." And there were these flowers that were on the roof that would drop down pollen that, if you were standing within it, it uh reduced it was an anti-magic uh Mm -hmm. zone so like there was movement involved they had to do all these things and eventually the ranger is like fuck these goddamn flowers and he shoots it and i was like uh he's like what happens i was like well the flower doesn't close or the flower doesn't die the flower just closes temporarily and then he was like fuck he's like okay everyone flowers go and then the mat like the casters were like all right i'll just shoot a ray into it and it was like well it's an anti-magic zone so they had to like coordinate between the melee slash ranged users to close these and then once they closed for one full round the the paragon couldn't attack and it took double damage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So it was just a TPK cool party because of Matt Mercer. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Every time, every time. And now, like now, my my current uh, group uh, that I've been DMing for, um, this is like our third campaign together. And like every time, they blame Matt Mercer, and I'm okay with it <laughs> because you, then Mercer. they're not mad at me. And I'm like, that's fine. And like, that's that's okay. Because it's it's never that, you know, people always think it's DM versus the players. And it's not. It's it's DM works with the players to create a story. Poor but, Matt. Uh, but yeah, but Matt really like, Matt, yeah, Matt fucked up my players worse than I ever will. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's great. It is phenomenal. <laughs> oh my God, your poor party. Poor Matt. Such a bad rep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just went on like a full rant about how nice he is. And then I'm like, and then he fucking killed everyone. And then my he players killed my entire play. party somehow. Yeah. I also enjoy how this yeah. turned into like us talking about hosting and we like mentioned one thing about D D and then <laughs> Yeah. But that's also like us though. Like I feel like if like it is you know, at, at, at the end of this, like realistically, that that's just our conversations anyway. Exactly. So. And I told you it's bedlam. This whole show is bedlam. Yeah. Yeah, it's we fine. do hosting. We do conventions. Mm-hmm. Go to conventions. They're fun. Talked support. about guests that we've met. It works. Yeah, it all yeah. falls and in. Like, yeah, it, it's it's all part of it. But like, I mean, realistically, these are the the memories that are created when you go to these events. Exactly. And like, all of our stuff that we've talked about has been due to conventions and our attachment to them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. theoretically, it all works out. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's exactly it. Ken, this has been amazing i miss you <laughs> i miss you i honestly i people keep asking me to go to ab so i'm like i might go for like a day but i will let you know if i go i will let you know if i go i at this point right now i'm playing that game of like if i save my pto i might be able to leave the country this year so like i'm like uh just because i okay true story quick quickest story i have four thousand dollars in Air Canada credits, $4,600 to be example, mm-hmm. because I had two business class trips, round trips to Japan paid for. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I get an opportunity to go to another country for a little while and they're like, yeah, it's fine. I'll be like, I don't care what your requirements are. I'm going. <laughs> I need to, I need to travel. I have wanderlust so bad. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so yeah. So I, I, at the moment I have been saving a lot of my PTO for that. Mm-hmm. However, I mm-hmm. do want to go to AB at least for a day because it's AB. Mm-hmm. It's just a classic con and it's just always a good time. I feel like my hopes are getting pulled up. <laughs> this is classic Ken. I yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, and yeah. then I never saw you again. Yeah, yeah, because you're gonna message me like the week before, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like no, hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm definitely trying. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll mm-hmm. see. And mm-hmm. then you know what though, I don't have school anymore. I did graduate. Yes, you so did. So I, I, you know, I four point oh, and uh, and uh, so I got my bachelor's now. I do have a lot more free time. I am getting booked for a lot more photography, which is really cool. Yay. Um, but like that also like I'm trying to rediscover what free time is weird so i I, i'm so used to doing full-time work full-time school that i have to reprogram my brain Mm -hmm. so uh but definitely please reach out i'm this is on the recording Mm -hmm. so that way everyone can can vouch for me please reach out remind me if you think you're being annoying about it good do it i don't care because otherwise i will forget and then you'll get the the classic no yeah 100 percent. like Mm -hmm. yeah no i'm all about it and then like i'm gonna forget the next day and then i'm be like oh man like ab's coming up and people like ab was last week and i'll be like fuck and then (laughs) katie's never gonna talk to me again yeah like this is (laughs) i just summed up our friendship in like 30 seconds right there there. (laughs) uh uh ken is there anything you'd like to promote while you're here um, I'm currently just working on my website and my photography. If you guys want to follow me, I think, uh, let me see. What am, what did I, I'm trying to rebrand my photography right now. Uh, um, because I'm doing a lot of like street photography and uh-huh. I've been doing a lot of, um, like event photography and stuff. So I'm trying to rebrand my company. I sure. did take down my website, but on Facebook, it's just Ken Irons Photography uh, on Instagram and every other piece of social media. It, I apologize for this, but it's 
Shadow of the Fallen, but it's written in Leet speak because I invented it when I was 13 and I thought I was cool and I just stuck. Um, but it's a S H A D zero W T H three F A L L three N. And I apologize again, but yeah, uh, you can follow me there. Uh, I, I, I also, I, you know, I do TikTok. I do all that crap because I TikTok. I am on TikTok. I do. I, I do like karaoke talk. I'm on. I'm trying to think of what talks I'm in right now. I mean, I'm definitely in cosplay talk. Um, I've avoided conspiracy talk really well. How are you in um, cosplay talk if you don't cosplay? Um, because cosplayers are pretty. <laughs> so on that I, note, everybody, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I love having you on. We will be on here again. I'm sure we have more to talk about. 100%. I'm sure we only covered two things. So let's let's cover the other things we were supposed to cover next time. (laughs) Absolutely. And as for the rest of you, you have a great night. Um, Make sure you catch us at Anime Boston. We're going to be doing a live show um, panel. Time to be determined. Day to be determined. um, Hopefully soon. Uh, because the convention will be up sooner than we know it. So stay tuned for information about that, and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.